Welcome to the Responsibility Podcast, where we teach women how to take responsibility for their happiness, their success, and their freedom. Now your host, Monique. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining me today. Today is September the 25th, 2021. Today, I will be sharing with you a new topic that I'm very excited to talk about today. The topic today is called, Call It Out. Call it out. I remember when I was about seven years old, I was raised by my grandmother and I had an aunt that lived with my grandmother. And for some reason, this aunt really didn't care for me that much. And I knew it and I could feel the energy she had towards me. And Anything I did, anything, anything that I said, whatever I did, she always had something to say. She always treated me unfairly, right? And I remember when we were sitting down, getting ready to eat breakfast, and, you know, she was cooking all of us some oatmeal. And I had my cousins over, and she was cooking us oatmeal. And I noticed when, because everybody loves sugar in their oatmeal, Oatmeal is just not oatmeal without sugar, right? So I noticed she gave everybody, all the kids, sugar except me. So I was sitting there looking like, why did she give me any sugar? And that stood out to me for a long time. I had wrote about it in my book too because it stood out to me. I'm older and I'm over that and beyond that point. But to make my point, so I noticed she gave everybody sugar. It was like five of us sitting around the table at my grandmother's house. So she put a little sugar in everybody's oatmeal. When she got to me, she skipped over me. And I told her, I was like, I want some sugar too. And she looked at me like, you don't need any sugar. I said, well, if they have sugar, I want sugar. What's the difference What's the difference between them and me? I don't have any. I'm looking at myself like, there's nothing wrong with me. So I was wanting sugar. So she didn't give me sugar that day, I don't think. So I ended up eating my oatmeal. And there was another time I was trying to remember what happened. Something happened, but I didn't remember. By this point, I was already, I was fed up. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to allow her to keep mistreating me and I don't say anything. So when my grandfather got home, I said, granddad, I said, you know, she's being mean to me. I told my grandfather, my grandfather got on her. I said, she's being mean to me, granddad. And my granddad said something to her. And ever since then, she had been calling me Mouth of the South. And that's why I named my podcast Mike Mouth of the South, because I had to call that out. I had to, at a young age, I've always been very bold and vocal because I just felt like I had to speak up for myself. If I didn't speak up for myself, who would speak up for me? Who would say anything to try to prevent things from happening to me, right? So ever since then... um. She's been calling me Mouth of the South. And that name kind of grew on me. It wasn't, she used it as a way of like being mean and saying that I talk too much. But I'm glad she prophesied to me in, you know, early age that my voice would be used and heard. So I'm very, you know, happy about that now. Right. So it was just too funny that um, I told my grandfather, I was like, granddaddy, she's being mean to me. And my grandfather got on her and I was so happy that I called that stuff out. And there was another time I remember there was this lady so mean to her grandchild. Everybody around her knows that she's very mean to this boy. She mistreats him. 
she talks rough to him, but she has another granddaughter. She has a, another grandchild, which is a granddaughter. And she treats this person, this daughter, she cherishes this granddaughter. And everybody sees it. It's so obvious. And it's almost like the little boy, he acts out to get attention. But she's just so mean to him that it's like a norm. And the sad part is there are adults that notice this that are around her all the time. She got siblings who talks about how mean she is to that kid. She have family members that are aware of the behavior that she has towards this kid. But the sad part is no one ever says anything. No one says anything to her. No one tells her, you know what, you shouldn't treat that child like this, you know, because it's obvious that you're treating him less than you treat the other. You treat your granddaughter as if she's superior because people talk about this stuff a lot, but they don't really say anything. You know how people get in their little silos and they talk about, oh, this person, this and this person, that, but you never say anything to the person. You never call that behavior out. You never say anything to the person. We just sit there and ignore the behaviors of others as if it's doing them some good. I'm not that person. I'm not the person to sit around and not call out stuff. I'm not that person. So if a person is around me and I would want the same, if I have friends or a husband or someone around me and they see I'm doing a certain thing, I may not be aware of it. Just to be fair now, people may not be aware of their behaviors. That's why it's important to call that stuff out. I remember a situation that I had to, I had to do, I had to confront someone. I had to confront a loved one about a behavior she was doing and I was afraid to call it out, but everybody knew she was doing it, but no one would call it out. Everyone was just ignoring it as if it was normal. No one had the guts to call it out. I had to listen to that inner voice in me to go and talk to that, you know, that family member lovingly and call that issue out. And I knew that if I said something about this issue, now listen, get this, all of the other people around me, they knew this person did, was doing something that she shouldn't have been doing. But everybody sat there as if it was normal. They ignored it. They act as if it wasn't there. So I'm like, this isn't right. Why isn't anyone saying anything? I'm like, this isn't right. I was like, I was going to say something. I tried to ignore it, but the Lord put on my heart to go and speak to this person and tell this person that what they're doing is not right at the risk of losing that relationship. And I think because I spoke out and I called that issue out, I did lose that relationship and I'm okay with that. That relationship was lost. Although they may not admit, and that's what I have to call it out. That relationship is lost because I called that situation out. It was a mental disruption. I don't know, but he got involved in drugs, right? He got involved in drugs and he came back and he just wasn't himself, right? He just wasn't himself. And, you know, my husband and I, we were trying to get him to a healthy state of mind because the drugs had altered his mind and altered everything, right? So um, he went through this state and we were just trying to figure out what to do and how to handle it because that's our oldest son. We never went through anything like that. We never experienced anything like that. I'm very transparent. One thing about my podcast, I'm very transparent. I'm not going to sit here like my life is all together, like I don't go through anything. I'm not that type of person. I would call that stuff out. If you know me personally, you know that 
I don't sit here and try to make it seem like my life is all of that or I don't go through anything. I was born to a mom and a dad who was on drugs, who used drugs all of my life. Okay, so I know what dysfunction is and I know how hard it is to try to break some of these cycles and this, you know, dysfunctions. Right. So anyways, my son went through that. He went through this um, mental health crisis. So we went to get him to try to figure out what's going on. And I knew most of this stuff was spiritual more than physical. Right. So we were just trying to understand and see what was going on, see what was taking place with them. Because when you send your children off to these colleges, there's no telling what they're getting into. No matter what, and I've learned, no matter what you try to teach them and no matter what, um, no matter what you teach them and what you try to instill in them, sometimes the outside influences over trumps what you have taught them. And, you know, that's life. That's part of life. And, you know, I've learned to realize that's okay. So we were just trying to figure out what was going on with him, right? And so through the process of him, us trying to get him back healthy, you know, we were having conversations with him. He was trying to come back to himself and this, that, and the other. So he got to a point, he was in his rebellious stage anyway. So he got to this point where he didn't want to be here anymore. So he called his grandmother to come pick him up. So his grandmother came to pick him up. But at the same time, I kind of knew because, you know, me and his grandmother really don't have a, a um, we didn't have a good um, relationship, but I still tried to allow my children. If I knew what I knew now, I'm going to be very transparent. And that's what my podcast is about. If I knew what I knew now, there was no, there is no way in the world that I would have allowed his grandmother to have as much influence over him as she did, because it really messed up the way I parent my child and what I wanted to do and how I wanted my child to be reared because I just wanted to give my my kids the same opportunity that I had with my grandmother. But unfortunately, his grandmother is not that person. So when he asked to, you know, go and, you know, call for his grandmother to come get him, I allowed him to go. I didn't hold him back. I didn't sit here and, you know, try to fight him. That was his decision. At this point, he was 19 years old. I really didn't want him to go. But at this point, I had three other children that I had to take care of. So I wasn't about to fight, you know, him and his decision of wanting to leave because technically he's an adult. Right. So um, but I noticed there was this this pull and this this change in behavior like he was being influenced. Right. His grandmother was influencing him to make it seem like I was a bad mother. Right. I was like where's all this energy coming from? Like I was just this bad mother and I didn't take care of my son that I had turned my back on my son and all this craziness. Right. So I noticed, you know, my son, he went on this, this smear campaign. She helped him. She assisted him with rallying up family members to try to get them to see me in a different light because of his episode that he went through and all of the things he went through, he decided to leave. So you have to let people have their choice, but According to the information that I was receiving and um, what was coming back, you know, they was making it seem like we kicked him out. But no, he decided to leave and I didn't stop him. And then too, not only that, we gave him an ultimatum. Either you're going to respect our house or you can, you have a choice to leave. You know, we're not forcing you to be here. So he decided to leave. Right. So um, 
there was this behavior, like there was this shift in these different family members. I noticed with my son, even with my own siblings, I noticed that whatever my son told them, they believed it because there was a shift in their behavior. They think I don't know. <laughs> they think I don't know, but it's hard to, it's hard to be honest and around people who never really have a conversation with you. They just believe whatever was told to them, right? So it's hard, and especially if they know you or if they have a relationship with you, it's hard to be cordial and friendly with people who you know believe certain things about you or who who you know lied on you or talked about you, you know, behind your back because they really believe whatever my son told them, I don't know, but they believe it because I know one thing I'm not going to do is that was, that's one thing I lacked as a child. I lacked that affection and that parental guidance. Not saying that I'm perfect because one thing my kids will tell you, this son here may not admit it because he's under the influence of his grandmother and her evil spells. But one thing my children will tell you that I practice apologizing to my children. I practice asking for forgiveness. I practice going to my kids apologizing because when I had them, I was young. When I had my son, I was 19. I was a teen mom, had him at 20. Then with my daughters, I was 23 and 26, and I was still broken trying to recover from my own wounds that I had as a child. But see, I'm not one of those parents that, oh, well, I did what I did. Get over it. I'm, I'm just not one of those parents. No, I like to sit down and talk things through to my, you know, with my children to see what I've done to cause any hurt to them. So as I was trying to figure out what my son was going through and what caused them to take this major turn and we were on the phone, we were talking and I was like, son, I was like, if I did something as a mom, now certain things I'm not going to agree with. As your mother, it's my duty to not agree with some behaviors and some things that you want to do. And there's nothing I can do about it because you're an adult, but I don't have to agree, agree with it, right? So and I was sitting down talking to my son and I was like, son, I said, if anything that I've done, because there's no telling what Monique did at 19, 20, 21, 26, there's no telling what I did because sometimes we could see ourselves with these rose colored glasses as if we done nothing wrong, but I'm just not that parent. I'm not that parent and I'm not the person to try to get you to change how you view me because I know who I am. I'm very confident in who I am. So I was talking to my son. I'm like, son, I was like, if I did anything to you, if I said anything to you in your childhood or if I imposed my views or, you know, anything on you, let me know. I would apologize for it because I'm the type, if I wronged you and I know I wronged you, or if I don't know I wronged you and you tell me I wronged you, I would apologize. I would say, if you say, you yelled at me. I'm the type that will say, I'm sorry for yelling at you. I, I'm the type that will put what I did in the apology because that's a form of sincerity. A sin, um, sincerity. And that means that you are really regretful for what you did. Not all these blankets. I apologize if I did something. No, you know, you know what you did. So you apologize for it. So that's how I am. So I talked to my son. I'm like, son. I'm like, if there's anything that I've done, I said, let me know. And I would apologize for it because I'm not, I know I'm not a perfect parent, but I know I raised you guys to the best of my ability. And I raised you guys with love and, you know, with fun and um, just joy. I just raised you guys, you know, right. You know, I did my part as a mom. So I was like, let me know if there was something I did. Let me know so I can apologize. He was like, mom, I don't know. And I gave him the benefit of the doubt because he was going through something mentally, right? He was going through something mentally recovering from whatever drugs he got himself into. 
he was going through that and recovering from that. So, um, I, you know, I waited and to see, you know, if he would come around and come back, you know, into his, you know, right standing. But for people to rally up behind, you know, things that they really don't understand or they, they assume that's going on or whatever lies someone has told for some t- for someone to rally up behind that, you have to call that stuff out. And that's what I told my son. I say, you know, son, I said, you know, at this point, you're going to have to take some accountability and responsibility for your own behavior. I said, that's just like me blaming my mom for not being a mother to me when I was a child. All she did was use drugs all my life. My mother used drugs all my life and she was a mental and, and uh, you know, she had mental issues all of her life. And so that's why I tried to teach my son, which he told some family members, I never talked to him about drugs. And that's all I talked to him about is drugs, you know, being that I came from a, a drug addicted mom and my dad and, you know, just trying to shed some light on the stuff that's in the family. Right. Not the type of parent that's going to sit there and handicap them in their mess. So I told my son, I said, son, whatever you're going through, I said, you're going to have to take some some form of account responsibility for your actions. You're going to have to take ownership for the stuff you got yourself into, the decisions you have made after me telling you not to do certain things. And we don't, and I'm, and I can admit I did stuff my grandmother told me not to do. (laughs) I've done plenty of things and that's what I told him, but drugs wasn't one of them because I know I watched my mom and I watched my dad, how drugs altered their mental state. When you, when a person recover from a drug addiction and they come and they clean themselves up, that is only by the grace of God that they can come back out of that state of that controlled substance. So, and I told him, see, I had to call that out. I had to call it out of my son. I had to tell my son, you have to take responsibility for your actions. You made a decision. Now that decision, I'm not that type of parent. To say, oh, my baby made the decision and, you know, this, that, and the other. No, I'm not that type of parent. But um, back to what I was saying with my son, you know, he had his grandmother helping him and projecting because he, with his grandmother, she was upset because I would not allow her to have full control over my son when he was younger. She she thought because she was his grandmother, and I had to call that out. She thought because she was his grandmother, she was able to overrule what I said as his mom. And she had no respect for me, no respect over the decisions I made as a parent. We would tell, and see, this this one thing I, I regret as a mother is allowing someone to have more influence over my children than I did. And not putting stops and um, not putting boundaries up as I should have. But I didn't know any better. You know, I take responsibility for that and I, you know, move on and I learn from it. But um, she was upset because she wasn't able to will and reign over decisions I made with my own son. That we made without with my son. This is my son I gave birth to. She wanted to override the decisions that I've made. Nothing no one could say or do to diminish your character when you know who you are when you know you've done what you you know you know to do and what's right i don't care what a person does because most of the people and it's so funny too most of the people who my son tried to rally with you know 
most of the people who he tried to rally up, the family members, to, to try to make me seem like I'm the bad parent or the bad, um, you know, the bad mother. Because this wasn't against my husband. It was mostly against me because I knew it was coming from a place of, because um, I forced him to be responsible for his decision. And I didn't give him a way out. I didn't give my son a way out. I called it out. I didn't give him a way out because if I did something, I was willing to apologize and correct that. Right. So I didn't give him a way out. So he rallied up uh, with, of course, with the help of his grandmother, rally up people to make me seem like I was the bad person. Now, no one came and said anything to me. Only thing they did was their behaviors changed. Their behavior changed towards me. And I already knew they believed it. So I have a bad taste in my mouth about them, you know, those people, because there is no way you can know me and believe that I would do whatever lie my son said, of course, including with his grandmother. There is no way you can know me and know my character and know that I'll do whatever it is that they said without you even calling me. And I even had my one sister, <laughs> one of my sisters, um, my siblings called me and told me, don't turn my back on him turn my back on my son I'm like how am I turn I say how do you get me holding my son accountable to me turning my back on him no that's no it's called holding my son accountable I'm not turning my back I would never turn my back on him now he'll turn his back on me because he don't want to hear the truth I would forever speak the truth of my children to my children I would speak the truth to them to the point that if it cause me to lose that relationship with them if they get mad I'm willing to take that risk I will always call out things that are not desirable and that are not in their favor towards them I will always call out you know behaviors that are not serving them I will always call that out so don't sit there and you be around people you be around loved ones families and friends and you see a behavior in them and you don't call it out you don't have to be nasty about it. You don't have to be disrespectful about it. But you sit there and you see a behavior in a person and you don't say anything to them about it. Because half of the times we do things that we don't know that we do because it's our norm. We've been doing it for so long so it could become our norm. Right? So if some if a person don't call it out, that's why I love my grandmother. I had my grandmother, my dad's mom. When I tell you this lady would correct me every time when I get in my little attitudes and my moods, she made me a better woman. She made me into the woman I'm becoming today because she called out the behaviors that people saw in me that were not serving me. She called those behaviors out. And she forced me to look at those behaviors. So I would forever appreciate my grandmother. I would ever you know, forever love my grandmother and appreciate her calling those behave the behaviors out of me that were not serving me. And she made me a better person. My grandmother made me a better person because she forced me to look at myself. And you know, the sad part, nine times out of 10, no, I ain't gonna say nine times, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10 times, my grandmother was right. The behaviors that I were, you know, was displaying the behaviors that I was displaying, displaying was not serving me. And my grandmother corrected me. She did not spare the rod. And we think spare the rod means don't, you know, don't not whip your kids. No, that means to bring forth righteous correction. 
she always corrected me and I hated it. I hated that correction. And most people do hate correction, right? So that's why your children get mad at you. That's why your family members get mad at you because they don't want to be corrected. They want to do as they will. You know, they want to do whatever they want to do. And you have to let adults do what they want to do. But you still have to be that person to call out that behavior, right? Call that behavior out. Don't sit around your loved ones and see them doing things and you don't call it out. I'm very confident in who God made me. I'm going to call it out. Even with my own self, I call out behaviors and I'm very transparent and honest. And I remember this time and, and I'm going to close with this. And it's just let me know how honest and transparent and bold I was and courageous and to really understand how the enemy really wanted to silence silence me because I was always transparent and vocal. And people hate that about you. When you're very transparent and vocal and you're going to speak the truth, regardless if it's yourself or others, the enemy doesn't like that. People don't like that, right? So I remember I was at work and I worked at this place for, it was like my first real job. And there was this girl there and I used to talk to her like I do. I talk to everybody, right? And there was this girl there and one of my other co-workers, um, her mom had came to visit her. And one of my other co-workers, they were saying that that the girl's mom had mental health issues, that the girl's mom was crazy and that I don't know how she put up with her mom and her mom was this, that and the other. And I looked at that girl and I looked her square in the face and I was honest and I looked her dead in her eyes and I said, I don't have the space and I don't have the audacity to talk about anyone else's mother because my mother is just as mental than her mother. And she looked at me and she couldn't even say anything because the look told me that she never had anyone to be that transparent with her. And I picked that up and I was like, I wouldn't dare. And that's what I know. And that's what I told her. I say, I would not dare fix my mouth to talk about someone else's mother when my mother is just as mental as her mother. My mother struggled with the same thing as that girl's mother. Her mother, that girl's mother was on drugs. My mother was on drugs. That girl's mother was struggling with mental health issues. My mother was struggling with, with mental health issues. So I would not dare fix my mouth to talk about her mother. And she looked at me with such astonishment, like amazement, like, wow, I can't believe she said that. And I did. And I was bold enough to call it out. Thanks for listening to the Responsibility Podcast. Until next time, be responsible.